At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it... Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey, thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm going to talk about Russell Wilson and the rest of the NFL MVP odds today, and then Mike Pritchard, who is with me. Uh, the former Bronco, the CU standout. We're going to talk a little Colorado football, Big 12, Pac-12, and then some Broncos thoughts as well. Just so you know, I'm on vacation. I'm in Seattle, so this was pre-recorded. I'm hanging out at my sister's wedding. But let's start with this. I've, I've done a lot of research into Russell Wilson and the NL MVP odds. And there's a handful of guys that you could put money down on at Bet Rivers. So let's get into that conversation that I had myself Uh, Late last month, I'm going to look at the NFL MVP race, but first I want to look specifically at Russell Wilson. Okay. Specifically at Russell Wilson. He he might be the biggest name that I've seen talked about this off season. Everybody's talking about him from the betting side, from the fantasy side, from the NFL side. I, I truly believe there is not a hotter name in the National Football League right now than the guy that we got here in Russell Wilson. So you look at the regular season MVP, Josh Allen's a favorite at plus 600, Mahomes and Brady plus 800. You got to go down 15 to 1, plus 1,500 for Russell Wilson. Okay, let's look at it here. Nathaniel Hackett building the offense around his strengths. What are his strengths? Get out of the pocket, throw the football down the uh, – 
down the sidelines. He doesn't get the ball over the middle that much. We'd like to see that. Okay. I think a great running game is going to help with play action. It's going to cover up any warts from an above average offensive line. Yes, I said that. Now with Sutton, Judy, and Patrick, his wide receivers, what he's going to have to do is take those guys to the next level. At least two of them. You've got to have at least two of these guys. Judy, another injury, you know, the groin injury, whatever happened with the police. I mean, it's been a rough offseason. It's been a rough two-plus years for him here in Denver. There's no question. Um, but Sutton looks terrific. Patrick looks like he's got a nice connection. And if he can make one or two of them pro bowlers, I think he's got a good chance to win it. I really do. I really do. Uh, what would the Broncos have to finish with? Probably a 12-5 and record and probably an AFC West crown. You get that. How do they not look at Russell Wilson? He's going to be on national TV too. He's going to be on national TV a ton, six times. Everybody's going to have a chance to see him nationally. When he was at Seattle, you didn't see him on national TV six times. And I'm including that Jaguars game. Now, for those of you that think he's in a, a steep decline, let's go look back at last year. Weeks one through five, Russell Wilson, 9.6 yards per attempt, 72% completion percentage. He was pushing the ball down the field. Then he got injured. Came back too soon. It was week nine. And his numbers, he went from 9.6 yards per attempt to 6.97 yards per attempt. And his completion rate went from 72% to 61%. That's big, big drop. Now we get a healthy Russell Wilson. The other flip side of this thing, I am really interested in seeing DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's numbers because now they get Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Does Russell Wilson make Sutton, Judy, Patrick, one or two of these guys, does he take them to the next level? And that's going to be the big one. I think it's worth a sprinkle, folks. I, I bet it. Plus 1,500. It's a longer shot. But if you're betting the MVP market, you're going to have to take at least one long shot for this thing to pay off. And at 15 to one, that's a better bet for me than Dak Prescott with the Cowboys, because I think the Cowboys will disappoint once again. A better shot than for me at 18 to one on Kyler Murray, who is going to be without Hopkins. I've got some real issues with the Cardinals this year, and we'll get into that as the season goes on. But that was number three on the front range four. That'd be Russell Wilson. Let me get into number four on the front range four, okay? And that would be the whole MVP market here, the whole MVP market. So how am I betting this? All right, first shop around. Bet Rivers knows this. And more often than not, especially in this MVP market, I'm seeing by far and away the best odds at Bet Rivers because they're all over the place. You'll have an 11 to one in one place. They'll be nine to one at another place. There's quite a few guys that are really standing out. Now I know Joe Burrow's MVP odds much better over here at Bet Rivers. I know Justin Herbert too. You're going to find a hard time finding either one of those guys at 11 to one, but shop around. Um, Justin Herbert again, nine to one at places, 11 to one at Bet Rivers. Jalen Hurts, you can find him at 20 to 1, uh, anywhere to 33 to 1. It's just nuts. So, how are we betting these? Well, the first thing is you're looking at some trends. QB has won 14 of 15. 14 of the last 15 MVPs to quarterbacks. No non quarterback has won the award since 2012. That's the first thing. You're betting a quarterback. Second of all, how many players do we bet? 
and how do we bet this award? So on futures, I'm usually placing three or four bets and I'll be guaranteed a profit if one of them hits, okay? Now, if you've got Josh Allen in the mix and he's at what, plus 600, then I will lay down two to three other bets. I mean, that's it. Let's say you're a hundred dollar better and you put down $400. Well, if Allen hits, you're still making $200. If Wilson hits, you're really making a nice payday. And the other guys I'm talking about, I think you'll get a nice payday too. So you'll go with three or four. Before I even get into who I'm betting, here's who I'm not betting. Very popular bets. Aaron Rodgers on a three-peat, uh-uh. He lost Devontae Adams. His overall numbers are gonna drop. He'd have to throw for more TDs and more yards for the Riders to even give him a shot. And I don't think he's going to average 7.6 yards per attempt again without Adams and MVS. It wasn't just Devontae. It was Marcus Valtez-Scantling, his deep threat. I'm not betting Tom Brady until I know what's going to happen with Gronk. I might back him again if Gronk comes back. And I'm also fading the hype on Jalen Hurts. Again, you're getting 33-1 to on Jalen Hurts. Everybody wants some Jalen Hurts. And this is, again, Bet Rivers, best number there is. 33 to 1. It's not even close. He opened at 40 to 1. I'm seeing him at 20 to 1 at some of the books. Uh uh. I'm not betting him. The Eagles do have an easy schedule, at least on paper right now. And I don't think Philly's going to be a bad team. And Hurts can run and he has a strong arm. But he was 28th out of 33 qualified QBs in completion percentage at 60.6%. Is he just going to take leaps and bounds because A.J. Brown is there with Devontae Smith? Will Brown magically add three to four percentage points to get to where Hurts needs to be? And that would be the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen range. You know, it's not like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are really accurate passers. But they can both run. They're both going to be on winning teams. And I think Allen just continues to progress to where I think before it's all said and done, he's flirting with that 67, 68% completion percentage. Hertz did win five of his last six starts last year, but the Eagles are going to have to finish with one of the top four or five records in the NFL. I don't see it happening. It's a pass for me. But here are my best bets. I got a, a seven to one. I got a 10 to one. And I got a 12 to one. These are going to be my best bets. And Josh Allen now at six to one. Woo. Let's start with Justin Herbert. So I got a bet on Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with another quarterback in the division at 11 to one. He shined during his second season. Threw for over 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns. Had a bad offensive line. Chargers went out. Last two first round picks offensive line. He's got great weapons. I'm seeing the article where they're slow. Keenan Allen's not that fast. and not much speed. Mike Williams. Josh Palmer's breaking out this year. He's going to take a huge leap at wide receiver. When the player props drop, I'm going to take whatever that number is, and I'm going to go over. Herbert needs to cut down on the INTs. 15 last year. That's more than Mahomes had in a down year for Mahomes. He had 13. And again, the Chargers are in a hellish division. But if they win it and Herbert continues to climb and cuts down on the interceptions, he can win the MVP. There's a decent shot. The MVP comes from the AFC West, given the firepower there on the teams and the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert's the first bet. Actually, he's the second bet. So we got Russell Wilson 15 to 1, Herbert 11 to 1. Number three will be Joe Burrow. He led the NFL in completion percentage at 69.9%, basically 70%. And this is coming off of ACL surgery. It took him a few weeks, you would think, right? He enters the season with possibly the best wide receiver core in the National Football League. You're also getting him at 11-1, to 1, just like Justin Herbert. 
These are the numbers that we want. If you're placing four bets, you want to hit this 11 to one. These are two, these two guys are my sweet spot right here. Burrow and Herbert. Okay. Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You kidding me with a running game and free agency. The Bengals went out, solidified the offensive line. They, they got three big ones. Ted Karras, Alex Kapp, and Lyle Collins. So center, right guard, right tackle. This guy was getting pummeled last year and in the, the, the rookie year too. Bengals win totals just nine and a half. So I think he's going to have to win at least 11, 12 games to be in the mix. But he's definitely got to be in the mix, and he's definitely a bet that I made. And then the last one would be Josh Allen. About 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns. 763 yards on the ground, mobile QB with a cannon arm on a good team. Now, a 64% completion percentage wasn't amazing, just ahead of Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones, but he has explosive playmakers. He has the explosive arm. He can be accurate downfield, and he plays on a team that could finish with the best record in the NFL because of him. Now, it's always tough taking a favorite on a futures bet, but if there's ever a guy to do it with, it's going to be Allen. So best bets... On the MVP, Josh Allen, six to one. Herbert, eleven to one. Burrow, eleven to one. Russell Wilson, fifteen to one. Those are my four bets. Okay, so that's the NFL MVP odds. Uh, again, Russell Wilson's got to be in the mix. Also, Nathaniel Hackett. I did one with head coaches. I think Hackett is uh, got to be a nice bet too. So we've got Sertan, Defensive Player of the Year, future. We've got Russell Wilson, we've got Hackett, and Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. I love that one. Uh, before we go, CU standout, former Bronco, now with VEASAN. He's with the Mothership. Does a great job over there. Mike Pritchard, uh, here to talk a little Big 12, Pac-10, CU football, and some Broncos. The big story out here, I mean, you're a CU legend. Let's face it, man. They love you out here. Yeah. <sighs> Big 12, I want to see him there. Talk to me. What's your whole thoughts about Colorado and where they're going to end up? Well, it's fascinating, really. I hold it. I mean, the, the media rights uh, or the business of college football is driving this, the realignment. Um, in the end, I, I think it's going to be better for college football. We're going to get the matchups that we all want, uh, that we all want to see each and every week. Like, we don't want to see Alabama playing Furman. Right. We, we don't want to see that. You know, we, we, we just they are not interested in that. We, we want to see uh, the top teams play week in and week out. And I think with these super conferences forming, uh, we got a better chance of doing that. And, and then also the expansion of the playoffs, I believe, after uh, the 2026 season, when you when you move on from the college football playoff system that we currently have and perhaps look for an expansion, uh, an NFL style a uh, playoff uh, scenario in college football. That would be outstanding. So uh, if you're Colorado, uh, if you're Rick George, the athletic director, uh, Phil DeStefano, the chancellor, I mean, uh, you got to get a president in place, obviously, but we, we have to move forward. We, we have to compete. Uh, and But more importantly, uh, Holden, we have to present uh, to everybody, boosters, supporters, that we want to compete, Right. Uh, when we do that, uh, I think uh, better days are ahead for CU football. Well, I think you bring up a great point, though, because now we're not going to have as many Furman versus Alabama games, which really aren't that interesting. All but right. we're, we're getting into super conferences, so we'll have probably, what, two with 20, maybe three with 20. And I'm just looking here, and, and I think one of the things that all this realignment has done is killed rivalries. Now, mm -hmm. Nebraska was the one that left first, 
right? So it wasn't on CU there. Although yeah. the Pac-12 tried to completely take over the Big 12, and it's interesting, a dozen years later, the opposite is happening. But right, right. like, what at this point, what's CU doing for rivals? Like going back to the Big 12, would it help? I, I guess they could beg to get into the Big 10, play Nebraska again. But rivalry-wise, Colorado, since they came to the Pac-12, has just been done. Yeah, I mean, how do you create a rivalry, though? You know, I, I think – I don't know. Yeah, rivalries are, are created for, for a lot of reasons. Um, going back to when Coach Mack was hired at CU, the neighboring state was Nebraska. Uh, and in fact, if you go back in, into the ingredients of the rivalry, Nebraska was taking all the top athletes from Colorado, and they were going to Nebraska. Uh, and Coach Mack wanted to stop that. Uh, so that's, that's the essence of the rivalry. Say, wait, 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 wait. We got to put a fence around Colorado first and uh, keep all of our best athletes there. Uh, which which Coach Mack was able to do, and then bring in everybody else who wanted to be a part of it. So like myself from Las Vegas, or Eric Bieniemy from California, or Alfred Williams uh, from Texas, and you know uh, Michael Westbrook from Detroit. You know, I mean, you bring in Cordell Stewart from Louisiana. I mean, you bring all all these great players. But what we gravitated towards was the fact that the pride was there with the program from within the state. I mean, from corner to corner in the state, Denver was off the charts supportive of us up there in Boulder. Uh, so we got to bring that back. Uh, and, and I think from a rivalry standpoint, uh, you know, could it be Southern California? Not really, because we're not competing on that level for recruits right there. I, I think what we need to do is surround our state again, Colorado, put a fence around it. Do not let the Christian McCaffrey's of the world leave and go to Stanford. You can't do that. Right. And, and so if we can keep all the great athletes in, in the state of Colorado, like the Philip Lindsay's and, uh, and, and people like that, that's going to bolster support for the program even more. And, and then I think naturally rivalries will be created uh, as you move forward. You think ultimately they're back in the Big 12 or does the Pac-12 survive? <laughs> Just a thought. Uh, I yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, if you try to expand – uh, if you're the Pac-12, it, it's not attractive from a media rights standpoint. I, I think you're going to have to uh, combine your conference with what's remaining of it and uh, with the ACC or the Big 12. Uh, what you brought up, the irony of it all, is that the Pac-12 tried to take Texas and all these other schools years ago uh, from the Big 12. But uh, media rights is driving it. Uh, we all know that Notre Dame is a big, uh, attractive school out there right now, and they have to deal with the NBC. But there's two major broadcasts networks out there, CBS and NBC, that are not on the level of, play, of the playing field of ESPN uh, and obviously Fox, but I, I think, uh, and from what I feel, uh, it, it sounds like and it feels like those two broadcasting networks want to get involved heavily in college football. Yep. Mike Pritchard. So the reason why I got you on, I was like, gosh, I got to get Pritch back on. I heard you talking about uh, Baker Mayfield and the hey. trade. And that to me is fascinating because I'm going to tell you the one thing I did not hear a lot as far as analysis. I did not hear the fact that there are quite a few teammates that have spoken out against Baker Mayfield. You talked about this yesterday, right? And being in a locker room before, you know, I wonder what kind of challenges he's going to have given Robbie Anderson already didn't want the guy here. What kind of challenges is Baker Mayfield going to have, first of all, in that locker room and then trying to win in Carolina? Well, I think he's going to have the most difficult challenges. Um, if you think about it, Holden, Sam Darnold has gone through a year with this team. Uh, he's made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but the fact that he's gone through that and, and perhaps came through it uh, with his teammates 
there's a respect level in the locker room. I mean, they all worked out together. They all worked together in off season and they uh, went through OTAs together. They went through mandatory mini camp and are about to go to training camp thinking that, okay, Sam Darnold's our guy. We got a rally behind him. We're seeing improvement. We're feeling pretty good right now. Now, all of a sudden, the Carolina Panthers, they just disrupted that, right? Uh, and, and from an executive level, you're not in the locker room. You're upstairs and you're crunching numbers and you're looking at names and you're playing fantasy football, perhaps, or your owner might want to go in a different direction, but you're not in the locker room. You don't know what the fellows are thinking. And uh, I, I think there's a disconnect right there because you bring in Baker Mayfield, a guy who lost the locker room in Cleveland, who drafted him, uh, went through already coaching changes because primarily because of him. Uh, uh, and now you're going to bring him into this locker room with this dynamic already in place with Sam Darnold. I, I just think it's going to be disruptive. I, I think those are going to be huge challenges for Baker. He's going to have to humble himself. And at what moment or what time have we seen Baker Mayfield be humbled? All right. Even, even in the face of adversity with Cleveland, he's not humbled and he was, he was speaking up. And, and so if that's your character, that to me, that's going to just be hard to change uh in in carolina now and i I think he's gonna rub people the wrong way in the beginning so mike uh last thing before i get into some of your futures picks that are up at visa Mm -hmm. right now uh the broncos i I can't think of a bigger off-season story than russell wilson i mean literally on new york post today there's a story sierra pops russell wilson's pimples in italy like, this is where we are with this guy. No, Peyton Manning was a celebrity. I feel yeah. this guy getting out of Seattle is going to take him to the next level. What are you feeling here? Because we're in Denver feeling this. I, is Russell Wilson the biggest offseason story in the NFL on the field, or am I missing something here? Because he <laughs> yeah. changed the franchise. Yeah, he is the biggest story. You know, the, the biggest story, I think, before the trade was, okay, is Aaron Rodgers going to be traded to Denver, right? Uh, think about how big that would have been. But mm-hmm. no, you get uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback traded to the Denver Broncos. And, and we all know the Denver Broncos, uh, one of their high profile franchises in the National Football League. Uh, Peyton Manning had something to do with that, obviously. But, you know, it created with John Elway and, and what that became uh, with Elway. Um, but now you bring in another legendary quarterback, a quarterback that was not drafted by the Broncos. I mean, there's so many parallels here. Peyton was a free agent. Elway was traded. Russell was traded to the Broncos. And so, yeah, he's got a rock star personality persona. Um, I call the game when he's actually quarterback in Wisconsin. And uh, he had the rock star persona up there in Wisconsin, Madison. So uh, it, it's just natural to him, though, or for him. You know, he was able to create that in Seattle, uh, one of my former teams. So uh, I think everybody's excited about the Broncos. They've got an incredible roster. Uh, and now you have a walking culture like Russell Wilson that can get all those young guys to, to raise their level of play. And that's what everybody wants to see uh, if you're supporting the Broncos right now. Okay, Mike. Um, you've got the Bills win the Super Bowl, Patriots win total, Colts win total. We'll get into that in just a second. Today I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually hosting Rush Hour, so okay. today's topic is going to be the worst record in the league. Okay? <laughs> now, the, the Falcons and the Texans, they are at 3-1, to 4-1. to one. I'm not going to do that on the futures. Yeah. So let me throw yeah. some teams at you. The Texans. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the Texans. Uh, the, the odds are too high. So the Jaguars, yeah. the Bears, the Jets, the, the Giants – out of those four teams, 
Jaguars, Jets, Bears, Giants. Which mm-hmm. of those four teams do you think could be the worst one in the league? Wow. You know, anytime you mention the Texans, I mean, my goodness, right? But I'm going to go with the Bears because I think yeah, the Bears me too. Are, are, they're just stripping it down, aren't they, Holden? I mean, the, the front office, you're bringing Pace, and, and, you know, he's a younger guy. And I think when you're a younger GM like, like Pace is, he's going to want to do what he did in Kansas City or kind of duplicate what they did in Kansas City. And so – there's rumblings that they're going to trade Quinn. And I mean, they got rid of Khalil Mack and yep. uh, Akeem Hicks. They don't bring those guys back. And so you have this young quarterback uh, that you're going to start to have the youth movement because at some point uh, Fields is going to become the leader of that franchise. He's going to become the alpha, but you don't have that culture right now. And uh, I think you have a defensive minded coach, head coach, uh, and certainly you, you're going to have to tinker a little bit and kind of find out what you need in that locker room. So they're stripping it down. And even though Fields is talented, uh, I, I just don't think he's surrounded with the right pieces right now. I, I think it could be an ugly year for Chicago. I'm worried about him, to be perfectly honest. Not because of him, because of the organization. Right. Right. You know, right. I, I said this in Cleveland when they took Baker Mayfield. And after the second year, I thought he was going to be a transcendent talent. I said, you've got to be a transcendent talent to be a successful quarterback in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He had that winning year in year two, and then after that it right. went to hell. He's not a transcendent talent. I think the same thing's going to happen with Justin Fields. They just constantly ruin quarterbacks there. They can't get the position right. There's always turnover, always change. And that's what I'm concerned about with him too. And that's why I took the Bears there. I think you hit it spot on. But my biggest concern is that they're not going to be able to develop Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if Iberflus is going to last long enough to develop him, to be honest with you. Uh, We'll see how how long that works out as a head coach there. But – uh, yeah, he needs he needs uh, the kid gloves on for a while, and um, uh, you know you need patience too. And and I don't know, Chicago's trying to get a new stadium. There's so many other factors that are not in the favor of a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back to reasons why Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, or excuse me, Eli Manning, mostly Eli, mm-hmm. did not want to go to San Diego, or go back to John Elway, who didn't want to go to the Baltimore Colts who became the Ravens, you know, and, or Cleveland, excuse me, it was Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? It was, it was a Colts. It was Colts with Colts. Uh, Elway. Yeah, that's right. It was a Colts with Elway and they moved to Indy from Baltimore. And so, you know, when, when you're thinking about the history of the game and, and people with leverage and they understand the business or certain dynamics that's not going to allow them to be successful, if you can identify that and get away from it, it benefits your career, right? Uh, so, I, you know, Justin Fields for him being drafted prior to all these changes, he had no idea what was about to happen. Uh, you're just happy to be in the National Football League. So as an organization, it's upon you to support that type of talent. And right now you, you don't see that. Right. Uh, and that's why I think it's going to be a horrible year up there for, for <laughs> Chicago and in particular to Justin Fields. I, he's talented enough, though, yeah. to kind of survive it. But I hope he doesn't get injured significant fashion along the way. And, you know, he has that, that career that everybody expects him to have. Yeah, join the club. All right, so I'm looking at your futures here. Talk about one of these. Right. Bills, Super Bowl, Patriots over eight and a half, Colts over nine and a half. Out of those three bets, which one do you want to talk about? Tell me why you're taking this future. Wow. Um, all of them. I can talk about all of them. I mean, I love Buffalo. Go for I love it. the roster. More importantly, I love Josh Allen. I, I saw him at the senior bowl in 2018, ironically, the Baker Mayfield draft and um, Baker Mayfield had the hype around him and, and that pizzazz. And so uh, the only thing 
that came out of the senior bowl about Josh Allen was negative. Like he's inaccurate as a passer, but he has something that Baker does not have. He has something that Sam Darnold does not have and he has drive and he doesn't have entitlement. Uh, And I think that has made Josh Allen become one of the better quarterbacks in the national football league right now. So you got Von Miller there. They drafted very, very well, very, very well. That roster uh, I think is complete one through 53. It's one of the better rosters in the National Football League, so they can survive in- injuries. Uh, just putting it together. So I like that future. Um, I, I do like the Belichick one, too, or the Patriots one, because I, I think it's full Belichick this year, right? Uh, last year, kid gloves on Mac, Dave, Mac Jones, and, and they still went to the playoffs. Now you lose Josh Allen. What scares me is Matt Patricia calling the plays, but it is Bill Belichick. I think he knows what he's doing, uh, even though – uh, on the outside, we, it seems like, okay, Matt, Patricia, Colin plays, what's going on there? <laughs> but, you know, I do like uh, that future as well. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Even the Colts, you know, you, you look at the roster, and, I mean, Carson Wentz, his numbers weren't dazzling, but they were solid. Uh, but yet, there was something missing, right? I think Matt Ryan, who's a Super Bowl quarterback, started in the Super Bowl, his backup, Nick Foles, started yeah. in the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. In the history of the game, I can't name a franchise that's had that situation in their quarterback room. And then the running game, the offensive line, the best offensive line in football. I, I think if it comes together the right way, they're going to surprise a lot of people this year too. All right, once again, thanks so much to Mike Pritchard for hanging out with me just for a little bit. Broncos week continues on Friday. I'm going to be breaking down a whole bunch of positions uh, and just doing a show for you, the listener. Thanks for checking the show out. Follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. Five-star review be awesome. A couple of nice words about the show. That would be even awesomer. Thank you very much to Stephen Young, our producer, and I'll catch you tomorrow.